Welcome to the Pastor Philip Butcher Podcast. Pastor Philip is an anointed teacher of the word and a healing evangelist. He's a pastor and founder of Luminstow's Family Church, a vibrant church transforming the lives of many people across the world. Be blessed as you listen to this message. Lord, we want to thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence. Father, we pray that the heavens will open over us. We pray, Lord, that you touch us. We pray that you minister to us in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the, your gifts and your anointings and the impartations of your spirit, the empowerment of your spirit. Do new things with us, O God. Do a great thing in our lives, O God. And change and transform us, O God. In Jesus' name have we prayed. And all the saints shall say, Amen. You want to take your seats and give the Lord a mighty clap, offering? Oh, give the Lord a shout. Welcome into the house of God. Tell another person, get ready for the word of the Lord. Amen. I believe strongly that God has a word for us today. Oh, I very believe that God has a word for you today. Amen. God is going to speak to you in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, God is going to speak to you in Jesus' name. Amen. The word of God is going to change you in Jesus' name. Amen. The word of God is going to transform you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I, I always keep on saying something that, and I always keep on teaching us that, you know, the Lord is not, the Lord is not so much interested in, in the blessing he's bringing to us as compared to we being matured and developed and built up to handle the blessing. Amen. I will that again. Many times, all of us over here, we are all praying for blessings, isn't it? We are praying for blessings. We are praying for miracles. We are praying for breakthroughs. We are praying for our next level and all that. And God can, God is ready to answer us. And God actually has answered us. But it is not so much of your next level. It's not so much of your breakthrough. It's not so much of the miracle. But it's more of your preparedness. It's more of your maturity for handling the breakthrough and the miracle. Because when somebody can go to class person must be prepared for class two isn't it and what is it that has to know whether someone is prepared for class two whether somebody is prepared for jhs whether someone is prepared for shs whether someone is prepared for university it's an examination it's a test now what is the purpose of the test the purpose of the test is to prove your maturity for your next level i think some people don't like the message maybe i have to go to singapore I think that I have to go to Singapore and preach the message in Singapore. Amen. So the purpose of a test, brothers and sisters, is to test your maturity or is to prove your maturity for your next level. Isn't it? Now, at the workplace, before somebody will be promoted at the workplace, it's possible that the person will have a test. You know, even if the, the, a test is not done, do you know that the, the leaders, the managers, they meet to discuss the person? They need to evaluate the performance of the person. And after they have evaluated the performance of the person, it proves to them that, you know, the person is qualified for, for a promotion before the person is promoted. So it's the same thing with our lives. It's the same thing in life, brothers and sisters, that before you move to your next level, before you, and what is your next level? Your next level is a higher level of income. I, 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 am I preaching? That, that's 
your next level it's a higher level of income so somebody's next level is to get to the place where the person will be receiving an income of 10,000 Ghana cities a month or 20,000 Ghana cities or 15,000 Ghana cities a month and, and I'm excited at the response the way people are standing up and shouting and, and, and everything but the question is that can you prove that you are ready to earn 10,000 a month the person that you can you prove that you are ready for ten thousand a month? <laughs> so people are always excited about it, excited about earning ten thousand, twenty thousand. But the question is, can you prove that you are ready for it? Because when you prove that you are ready for it, then it will come to you. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know. So so can I can I share something with you? How many of you have received a lot that you like? You receive prophecies about your future, about a great thing that God is bringing to you. Let me tell you something. Anytime I'm receiving a prophecy, I, I, can, can I be honest with you? I think go to Singapore. <laughs> can, can, I, can I be honest with you? Anytime I'm receiving a prophecy, and the prophecy is a good prophecy, and the prophecy is talking about you know maybe great things that god is going to do with my life or god is going to do in my life and that kind of thing as i'm standing before the man of god and i'm receiving the prophecy i'm also thinking as i'm receiving the prophecy i'm thinking I'm, and this is what I'm, i'll be thinking as i'm receiving the prophecy what can i do to get this blessing what can i do to move to this level what what is required of me to receive this blessing what 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 you know just uh, today's when today's um today's sunday yesterday just yesterday there was a man of god and he was giving me a prophecy and he was talking about how a light uh, he saw a light shine upon me and when the light shone upon me it's like i was leading multitudes and it's like i was i was running and multitudes were following me you understand so that's the prophecy he gave me just yesterday now as a man of god as i was standing there and i was receiving the prophecy i'm telling you, this was what i was thinking how diligent in order for me to lead the level of diligence required of me to lead multitudes i was looking in my life and asking myself that what are the things i need to shed off what are the the the, the bad attitudes the the negative attitudes what is the what is the negative attitudes i need to shed off to get to the place of diligence where i'll be able to lead multitudes what are the th- changes and restructuring I need to bring in my life so that this prophecy can come to pass? Those were the things that I was thinking. But you know some people, you know what they are doing? When they are there and they are receiving a prophecy, oh, the mother says, I see a light shine up for you. And then they fall down, hey, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And then they are falling and they are rolling and things. And then they are just happy. <laughs> Ever notice that a lot of people have fallen under the anointing and they got up and there was no change in their lives. They were rolling on the floor in their ushers. Three ushers, four ushers were holding them. They held their legs, they held their hands, they held their waist so that they do not roll. 
but they got up and you can see that six one year has passed there's no change the prophecy has not come to pass you know why it's not that the prophecy was not true it's not that god did not speak it's not that the man of god was not a true man of god but brothers and sisters it is because they didn't change certain attitudes in their life they didn't move to a certain next level of discipline and diligence they didn't come to a certain place of maturity and development and growth in order to handle the blessing in order for the miracle the prophecy right to come to pass in their life brothers and sisters for each and for many people the prophecies are hanging the prophecies are hanging waiting for them to come to a certain level of maturity before the prophecy will manifest i've always shared this you know that when a rich father buys a car for the son no matter the age of the son the son will not be able to drive the car till the son crosses or gets to the age of 18 because 18 is that is the, is 18 isn't it 18 is a legal age that somebody car somebody can go to driving school and get a license to drive a car so when the father gives the son the car at age 14 can i tell you something that car will be parked in the garage 14 50 about four years child comes to a level of maturity so there are a lot of people god has given you a mercedes-benz amg but it is parked in the garage it is waiting for you to come to a certain level of maturity before you can <laughs> praise God it's waiting for a certain level of maturity and you know you know the real legal age for driving is 18 because 18 is when you know people have their senses have developed to a certain level where they can really drive without having an accident those of you who drive, you know that driving requires a certain level of alertness. When you are driving and all your senses must be alert, you know what is in front of you, you know what is on your side, in a way you have a consciousness of what is behind you. So it requires a certain level of maturity. So, so you know, physiologically, they have noticed through research that when somebody gets the age of 18, then a person's senses and alertness and consciousness and subconsciousness is developed enough for the person to drive safely. So the age is not, the 18 age was not chosen arbitrarily, but it was chosen that knows where his, his enemy is. When the book is able to recognize his enemy, he can directly attack his enemy. Hallelujah. So your ability to recognize your enemy is very very important your ability to recognize your enemy is very important so today i'm going to be i'm going to talk about some enemies that we have i'm going to if you imagine that you wake up at 1 a.m and you just you just decide to open your window just to get some extra fresh air and as you open your window you see somebody on the street in front of your gate chanting you you already you know that there's an enemy and, and, and you see the person, you see the and you see the person's face chanting. <laughs> you already know that this is an enemy, isn't it? If there's somebody that is backbiting you at your workplace or your family or school or whatever, and you get to know that this person has been backbiting you, already you know that this person is your enemy, isn't it? So you begin to take precautions against that person, isn't it? If um if there's a you, you go to a service and the prophet mentions somebody in your farm in your house or the prophet mentioned somebody at your workplace that has sent your name to juju 
already you know that that person is your enemy and so you are ready to deal with that person isn't it now so those are recognizable enemies but can i tell you something there are certain enemies that you cannot recognize them there are certain enemies that you don't know that there are certain enemies that you don't even know that they are your enemies and there are certain enemies that it's not that you don't even know that they are your enemies but you even welcome them into your house you welcome them into your life you welcome them into your family those are dangerous enemies those are subtle enemies hallelujah there was a still woman i've shared this testimony many times and it's a true it's a true story all my stories are true <laughs> it's a true story now there's a, a certain woman that um she had been to give birth for a number of years and you know every time she miscarries when it gets to a certain she miscarries now miscarries she'll have a dream and in the dream she'll see a, a cow chasing her <laughs> a cow chasing her then when that dream comes and she wakes up in the morning then she'll miscarry so she had a, a, a sister a, a, who was a prayer partner As they were christians to get they were christian and prayer partners so her prayer so every time she brings that topic to her prayer partner and one day her prayer partner told her that let us go to this church particular church and i believe that the prayer partner told her, let's let's go to the church she believes that her friend will be delivered from this issue because definitely is a spiritual attack so they went to the church and the prayer meeting they went to a prayer meeting prayed 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 there was no revelation per se for the woman who was always miscarrying but this is what happened as when they closed the service and both of them the woman who miscarries and her prayer partner as they were walking away the pastor came out and called the prayer partner called the prayer partner and told so as they were going, let's say the two of them walking, they got to a certain distance. The pastor came out and called the prayer partner. So it was left to that woman, the who miscarries, called the prayer partner. When the prayer partner came, the pastor told her that this that she has been doing, she should stop it. <laughs> that wicked thing she has been doing to her friend, she should stop it. That's what the pastor told me. And you know her response to the pastor? Yes, please. <laughs> so they went. So the the um so they went to the prayer partner because it had I think it used to happen in the fifth month. So it had the so it in the fifth month they went, she took her friend to the, the so the, the prayer service. So she, the pastor told her that. So they went, she said she has heard. And then they went back that night the wo woman had a dream and this time around and this time again she saw a cow the cow chasing her <laughs> now as the cow was chasing her then now this time around there was a twist to the dream the cow was chasing her all of a sudden she saw a stone someone said a living stone <laughs> she saw a stone come from nowhere and hit the cow on the head and then she woke up. Deliver me, oh God, from such strange prayer partners. So now, that was a subtle enemy. You get what I'm saying? That was a subtle enemy. That was not an easily recognizable enemy. 
that was a subtle enemy. Now, which like which one is more dangerous? The easily recognizable enemy or the subtle enemies? Subtle enemies are more dangerous. So today I'm going to show you subtle enemies so that you can deal with them. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. Now, this is Paul writing, and look at what Paul said. Paul said that, but this I, but I fear. <laughs> you have to fear subtle enemies. Too. But it's not to fear them in, in the sense of like, afraid of them, afraid of them. But don't take them for granted. And be cautious. You understand? Be cautious and prepare yourself. So Paul says that, but I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve, through his subtlety. As the serpent did what? Beguiled Eve. What's the meaning of beguiled? To beguile means to deceive. So the Bible is telling us that the serpent deceived Eve through, a, through his what? His subtlety. That means that the serpent was what? Subtle. Amen. The serpent was subtle. Let's go to Genesis 3 verse 1 quickly and just have a little... Uh, perspective about the serpent Genesis 3 verse 1 the Genesis 3 verse 1 says that now the serpent was more what subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made give me another translation you can give me a message amplified it says that the serpent was clever more clever now if you can give me another translation right the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. Okay, do you have amplified? The serpent was more subtle and crafty. <laughs> There's a translation that says that the serpent was very was more beautiful. I don't know whether you have that the, the that translation. Which translation is that? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Alright, anyway, later we, we'll get that translation. But it says it was more subtle and crafty. Now, let me show you something. The Bible tells us about the serpent. When the serpent came to, came to Eve, do you know that the serpent engaged Eve in a nice conversation? Eve was happy to talk with the serpent. Do you know that Eve considered the serpent to be a friend? Eve welcomed the serpent into her home. She felt that the serpent was a friend. She felt the serpent was good. She felt that the serpent had interest. She felt that the serpent liked her. She even felt that the serpent was more interested in her good than God. And that was why she welcomed the serpent. And that is why she began to converse with the serpent. All of us here, as we are seated, if a witch comes to you to talk to you, you not, you not listen to the witch, isn't it? Because you know, because the witch is an easily recognizable enemy. But if an enemy comes that is subtle, the question is that would you be able to discern the enemy? Or you welcome the enemy? Or you tolerate the enemy? Some of you have given a glass of water to subtle enemies. <laughs> some of you, some subtle enemies visited you and you said them jollof rice with fried chicken. And you gave them malt or. You, you are giving the enemy jollof and fried chicken with vegetables and fried plantain. 
and mortar guineas. And, and you have served the enemy in nice porcelain plates that you yourself on a regular day you don't use. You know why? Because the enemy has come in subtlety. The enemy is deceiving you. That's why you have welcomed the enemy into your home. That's why I said that today, the enemy, Satan doesn't want me to preach this message. Because I'm going to expose enemies. Subtle enemies. <laughs> you know what the Bible tells you? Know, not, not, uh, but you know, a, a lot of us may know stories of when armed robbers are going to attack a house, you know what sometimes they do? Sometimes they let a small child enter through the window, isn't it? And then the child opens the door. And now the child brings in the, the stronger, more wicked armed robbers into the house. <laughs> you know what a lot of what happens to a lot of people? A lot of people have allowed subtle enemies to come in. And those subtle enemies are opening the door to more dangerous, wicked spirits. Hmm. But tonight, or today, this morning, we are going to expose them. Are you ready to be, for them to be exposed? Alright. So I'm going to show you the first subtle enemy. Turn Bibles with me to the book of Proverbs 22 verse 13. I have a, I have a lot of enemy, enemies to expose to you. Subtle enemy. Well, we have plenty subtle enemies. And I trust that God will give us grace and time. Alright. Alright. Proverbs. Look at what Proverbs 22 verse 13 says. It says that the slothful man says there is a lion without. He says he shall. Can you give me amplified? We we'll look at different translations. The sluggard is a lion. He shall be slain in the streets. Alright. Another translation. There's a lazy person claims there's a lion out there. If he goes outside, he might be killed. Now, let me read a certain translation I have. I think that this translation, this translation is, a, is amplified classic. I don't think the people have it, but it's amplified classic. Sounds like amplified classic. Now, let me read the translation, the, the, the verse I have. Look at what it says. Listen very well. Now, it says that the lazy one. Okay, let me let me even send it to. Okay, you let me read it. Now, look at what it, it says that I'm reading. Listen well. It says, The lazy one manufactures excuses. The lazy one manufactures excuses and says, There is a lion outside. I will be killed in the streets if I go out to work. Let me read it again. Are, are you all listening? He said, the lazy one manufactures excuses and says, so this is the excuse that he has manufactured. And he says, there's a lion outside. I will be killed in the streets if I go out to work. Hallelujah. All right. The first enemy, I, the first subtle enemy I want to talk about today is an evil spirit. It's a wicked spirit. Is a dangerous spirit and it's also a subtle spirit and it's a spirit that a lot of people welcome into their lives and it's a spirit that comes into people's lives and deceives the people and what that spirit also does is that when that spirit comes and 
begins to influence people that spirit opens the door for more wicked spirits to come person's life and to eventually destroy the person that evil spirit can i give you the name of that evil spirit that demonic spirit you see this can, can, maybe i should go to singapore <laughs> let me tell you something you, you remember the first scripture i gave you paul said that but this i fear lest as a serpent beguiled if through his subtlety i'm telling you something because of its subtlety it's more dangerous than the spirit of witchcraft so when you see when you dream and you see somebody is a witch coming to attack you you see you wake up to pray but when the spirit is coming you see that you, you do you know what you do you rather welcome the spirit and say come 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 uh, so come to me come to me come to me is a is a subtle evil spirit and this is the name of this this is a spirit it is called the the evil spirit is the evil called excuses the spirit called excuses do you know that excuses is a spirit I think maybe I don't know. I, I think that actually I think that maybe I have to go to Singapore. <laughs> As a penalty, do you know that excuses is an evil spirit? As a person, did you know that excuses is more wicked than witchcraft? Then then as a person, do you like the spirit of excuses? The person as you is the spirit of is the evil spirit of excuses living with you. <laughs> so I say, Help me, Jesus. Now, brothers and sisters, what I'm teaching you is very important, and I want you to take it seriously. Don't, don't think I'm joking. No, I, I'm teaching you the word of God, and I'm ex- May God open your eyes to see that evil spirit called excuses. If you go like right now, God has opened my eyes to see the evil spirit called excuses. And you see, that evil spirit is wearing a mask. And so when the mask that is wearing, it looks like a baby. But you know what? You know in the vision how I saw I saw the mask removed and I saw the teeth like a dragon. It looks it is wearing a mask like a baby you that's why the bible says that you know satan even appears as an angel of light he's wearing a mask like a baby so you see when he says so baby oh, oh oh come 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 let me take care of you hey excuses is an evil spirit excuses is a wicked spirit excuses is your enemy say excuses is my enemy so you have to resist it and you have to fight against it you have to resist that spirit and you fight against it amen now what is so if excuses is, is, is our enemy and excuses is a spirit it's important you know that what we call you know, in can, you, you, when you learn about warfare how many of you have learned about warfare how many of you have read the book the art of war by sanshu 
Sanshu. Oh. People have not, you have to read the, 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 that book. It's a small book, but it's a classic book. The Art of War by Sanshu. That book details military strategy and warfare strategy. And that book is a book that is used by, is used by businessmen. Because business is warfare. It's used by businessmen. Businessmen have studied that book. Politicians have studied that book. Everybody has to study that book. So that you get warfare strategies and apply it in life. Amen. Amen. Now, Sanshu teaches us. <laughs> Today, we have got to the class on Sanshu. <laughs> now, Sanshu teaches in his book, The Art of War. This one principle of warfare that Sanshu teaches. I think that maybe I, I, <laughs> he said this is warfare strategies know your enemy enemy in warfare you have to know your enemy you have to know your enemy you have to know the strengths of your enemy you have to know the weaknesses of your enemy and you have to know the, the modus operandi Sounds a modus operandi. <laughs> you have to know the modus operandi of your enemy or the mode of operation of your enemy. If you are going to defeat your enemy, you have to know the modus operandi of your enemy. It's one of the, the, the strategies that Sanshu teaches. Now, so I want you to, I want to share with you the modus operandi of the enemy called excuses. Do, do you want to know? how this evil spirit called excuses works i want to expose do you know that what i'm sharing the, the spirit of excuses doesn't like it because it, you see once an enemy's strategy is exposed then the enemy is weak the enemy is weakened the enemy is vulnerable every enemy thrives on making you know, and, and that's that's one of the warfare strategies can i teach you one word another warfare strategy is that make your plans hidden let your plans be hidden you get me let your plan because if the, your enemy knows your plans he'll defeat you and you too if you know your enemy's plans you defeat him so one of the warfare strategies is let your plans be hidden <laughs> and then another warfare strategy is that you must strike like lightning that was a strategy that Hitler had. So if you if you even Google it, Hitler, his his one of his warfare strategies, they call it Blitzkrieg. Blitzkrieg. It's to strike like lightning. So Hitler, he he will strike like lightning before the enemy realizes he has struck. <laughs> it's not biscuit. <laughs> it's it's a it's B L I T. K R I E G Creek. Lightning strike. That was Hitler's modus operandi. You strike like lightning. Hmm. I'm teaching you warfare. This month is fighting the good fight, isn't it? So I'm saying that now that I'm trying to expose the modus operandi of this evil spirit called excuses me. He's not happy. Because once I expose him like you can easily defeat him. Amen. You see, you have to thank me that I'm exposing this enemy to you. <laughs> I don't know whether maybe I should go and preach this message in Singapore. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Now, so this is the modus operandi of the evil spirit called excuses. Look at what is the scripture said. The scripture I read to you, the translation, it said that the lazy one manufactures excuses and says there's a lion in the streets. There's a lion outside. I will be killed in the streets if I go out to work. So we are saying that it's an excuse manufactured by the lazy. So that phrase that the, the, the so it is the spirit of excuses that influence the person to say that there's a lion in the streets. If he goes outside to work, he will be killed. Now this is I'm going to give you two modus operandi of the spirit of excuses, so that anytime the spirit of excuses is influencing you in that way, quick is that it is an attack. Do you get what I'm saying? Quickly you realize that it is an attack. Recently I was teaching somebody something. Do you know how Satan, do you know how spirits talk to us? Do you know that spirits talk to us? God is a spirit, isn't it? So do you know that God talks to you? Demons are spirits, isn't it? So do, do you know that demons talk to you? I'll show you how spirits talk to you. Whether it's the spirit of God or evil spirit. This is how they talk to you. Spirits communicate via thoughts. So when a thought comes into your mind, as you think that you are thinking it, it's a spirit that is projecting that thought to you. And let me just quickly break it down. Are there some days that you are there? Okay, let me just give you a practical illustration. Coming to church. Do you realize that sometimes when you are there, something tells you to come to church. It comes in your mind that you should come to church. Do you know who, who gave you that thought that you should come to church? It's the Spirit of God. Now, when that thought comes, have you realized that as soon as it comes to your mind that, oh, today let me go to church. It's the Spirit of God. You may think it's your mind, but, or you yourself, but it's the Spirit of God. I realize that as soon as that thought comes to church, that come to church comes to your mind. Another thought comes that oh, but sleep a little. You are, the week has been very busy. You are tired. Do you know where that spirit, that thought is coming from? It's an evil spirit. It's an evil spirit. Oh, sleep for thirty more minutes. It's an evil spirit. So that is how spirits talk to us. So. When that guy in the Bible said that there's a lion outside in the street, he'll be killed if he goes, he goes outside to go to work. That thought that came to him, it was not him. It was the spirit of excuse that was talking to him. Amen. So the modus operandi of the spirit of excuses, brothers and sisters. I said I'm going to show you how many. Two. The modus, op modus operandi of the spirit of excuse. Number one. It makes people lazy. It makes people lazy. The spirit of excuses makes people lazy. That's why the, the scripture started. Look at the scripture. I started by saying that a lazy one gives this excuse. So a, the lazy person claims. So it's a claim, but it's not true. So he gives this excuse. The lazy person. Brothers and sisters, the spirit of excuses makes people lazy. Can I tell you something? Anytime you hear somebody giving an excuse, there's laziness inside that excuse. 
anytime now as i'm preaching just look at your life and look at analyze all the excuses you have given analyze the excuses you have given regarding work with god the excuses you have given regarding church analyze the excuses you have given regarding work analyze the excuses you have given regarding the things your, your life assignment analyze the excuses you have given regarding school analyze it right now and you see that there's an element of laziness in it am i lying i'm speaking the truth there's an element of laziness there's an element of laziness that is the modus operandi of that evil wicked spirit called excuses it makes people lazy Anyone who is giving excuses is being lazy. I think that maybe you don't like the message. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're soaking the message. <laughs> as a have you given an excuse before? And other person, do you realize that there was laziness inside the excuse? Yeah. There was laziness inside the excuse. <laughs> now, the other modus of so so anytime somebody gives an excuse and the person is being lazy you know what the person has done the person has just opened the door to that evil spirit called excuse oh come 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 to my life come to my life come <laughs> is anybody here that has welcomed the spirit of excuses into his life <laughs> may the mercy of god prevail now the other thing about the other modus operandi of the spirit of excuses is that the spirit of excuses and i'm taking all from the scripture it will be so the spirit of excuses causes people to manufacture lies can i tell you something every excuse is a lie <laughs> is it true true or not true <laughs> every excuse is what is a lie every excuse is a lie now look at the lie that the excuse that the guy gave he said there's a lion in the streets if he goes out he'll be killed so because of that, he will not go to work. It's a lie. It's a lie. So these are the two, the modus operandi, the modus operandi of the evil demonic spirit called excuses. Number one, it makes people lazy. Number two, it makes people lie. It makes people lazy. It makes people lie. If you look in your life right now, do you realize that the excuses you were given, you were being lazy and you were lying? let's let's quickly go through and use um I, I i spoke about the excuses we give in the terms of our work with god in terms of our work in terms of our academics you know in our work with god we all know that we have to wake up early in the morning to have our quiet time but people give excuses now let's look at the excuses they people give they could not wake up they could not wake up it was raining they could not but now look at it they could not wake up is it not a lie 
is a lie is a lie because is a lie because other situations they would have woken up it's a lie because visa interview go to u.s embassy 3 a.m you see people there <laughs> so when they say that they couldn't wake up they were lying because for other situations they are able to wake up we all live in accra and we, we all, most of us in Accra, I'm, preach, I'm preaching from Accra because we have an online audience. But we know that there are some people that because of their work, they have to leave the house at 5 a.m. They have to leave their house at 5 a.m., isn't it? So they leave every day. Now, if, if somebody has to leave the house at 5 a.m., that means that it's possible that the person woke up at 4 a.m. Because the person has to bath and everything and get ready and leave the house at 5 a.m., isn't it? So this is somebody that does that from Monday to Friday wakes up at 4 a.m and leaves the house at 5 a.m but sunday the person is late for church and the person gives the excuse that the person didn't wake up early. is that not a lie is that not a a, 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 a lie the person has marched and then also now the root cause let me show you the root cause of that lie is the other modules operandi of the spirit of excuse laziness laziness because the person who could in i'm talking about now work with god and waking up early laziness because the person just wanted a little more sleep the person wanted to enjoy the bed the person was changing gears particularly in this season when the weather is cold listen I've seen people go to work when it was raining heavily, isn't it? People go to the U.S. when it is snowing, people pass through the snow and they go to work. When it is cold. So when people say that they are not able to wake up early, when people give the excuse of the weather, when people, it is all laziness and lies. It's laziness and lies. When people say they are not able to read their Bible, it's laziness and lies. When people say they are not able to pray, it's laziness and lies. When people say they are not able to fast, is it not laziness and lies? So when people are not pursuing God, it's laziness and lies. When people say that they can't come to church, when people are not able to come to church on time, it's laziness and lies. When people, when people are not able to follow up on their sheep, it's laziness and lies. Can, can, can I preach it like I'm feeling it? <laughs> Every excuse is laziness and lies. But you have to realize that it's an enemy. It's an enemy. Everyone destroy you. Praise. Let's look at work. Some people, or let, let's look at school. Some people give excuses. Why they couldn't finish their reports their boss asked them to finish. Is it not laziness and lies? Laziness and lies. Listen, the human body and human mind is so is as powerful that you can work all night. Have you not stayed up the whole night? So, if your boss has given you a report to do, there's some work you have to do, and you give an excuse that you couldn't do it. It's not. It's laziness and lies. Because you can stay up all night and be. 
some of you sleep at from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. You're on Facebook. You're on IG. You're on social media. 11 a.m. to 3, p- 3 a.m. It not be so. But you could have used, so that's, that's four hours. You could have used it to work. You could have used it to pray. I am exposing that evil spirit in Jesus' name. Now, you know what the Bible says? The modus operandi of that evil spirit God excuses is that it makes people lazy and it makes people lie. Now, you know what the Bible tells us about the lazy person? This is what the Bible says about the lazy person. The Bible says that the person who is lazy, the Bible says that poverty will pounce on the person like an armed robber. Poverty will pounce on the person suddenly like an armed robber. What it means is that the person, so that's why I began, you see, all my message, you have to take it seriously. I began by telling you that these are subtle spirits. You get me? They are not easily recognizable spirits. We easily recognize the spirit of witchcraft. We recognize the spirit of envy. We, when someone is angry with you, you recognize it and you decide to stay away from the person. If somebody is criticizing you, you recognize it and you decide to stay up, uh, away from the person. But when the spirit of excuses is coming, unfortunately, people don't recognize it as an evil spirit and as an enemy. So they rather welcome it into their lives. Because, you see, that's why I said that when you are lying there, and it's the alarm blows at 4 30 and you wake up when you wake up the spirit of god will minister to you it is time to pray wake up to pray then the evil spirit of excuse also whisper to you oh the weather is so cold sleep a bit more then do you know what a lot of people do oh evil spirit of excuse i like you i like you i like you they will say they like the spirit come 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 then they open the door to that evil spirit and welcome that evil spirit into their lives when they listen to that evil spirit and they respond to that evil spirit now this is the eventual result when that evil spirit that evil spirit is like a child that enters the house so they open the, the window for the child to enter the house when the child enters the house that evil spirit goes when it enters it now goes to open the door then poverty like an armed robber will pounce on the person that's what the Bible. I don't know what I'm preaching. Am I preaching scripture? I said that poverty will pounce on the person like an armed robber. Armed robbers, they come not just to steal, but they come to kill and they come to destroy. Amen. May God deliver us from the spirit of excuses in Jesus' name. I want to show you another enemy, another subtle enemy. I believe that you'll be blessed. Amen. I'm ever enjoying the message. I'm ever learning some things. I'm saying that. You see, let me let me can I be frank with you? In this life, and sometimes we have to analyze things, and then it is foolish. For somebody to expect a different result when the person is behaving the same way and sometimes we need to analyze what, what do you think we need to analyze and find you know that's why that's why i began by telling you that 
when I'm receiving a prophecy, a good prophecy, I don't just receive, but I now begin to think, what are the changes I need to put in place to come to the place of maturity for this prophecy to work in my life? Amen. You know, we in, in, in Ghana and Africa, we see a lot of people you see a lot we see a lot of people going for prayer meetings to to bind evil spirits and to cast them out see many people like teaching many people like and and not just prayer warfare prayers and deliverance and and prophecies more than teaching isn't it you see the way you are quiet if right now i lift up here we are praying that every ancestral hold from your father's house shall be broken in the name of jesus lift up your voice lift up your right hand say after me i break in the name of jesus every curse from my father's house from my mother's house clap your hands and begin to now I'm saying that you need to analyze that how come every day we are praying this kind of prayer but which is a day cases are not yet broken have you asked yourself that how strong is the ancestral case that we have prayed and prayed and prayed and we have broken and broken and broken but still the thing is not breaking hmm. have you ever wondered i'll tell you why it's not that they don't exist and it's not that they are not broken. but let me show you it is these subtle enemies that are worrying people so when people go and break the case they come come back with excuses and then they open the door for the evil witchcraft spirits to enter again so what i'm teaching you is very important amen it's very important and you need to apply it in your life that means that make sure that you don't come to the place where you give excuses don't be lazy and don't be a liar don't succumb to the manipulations of the spirit called excuses praise the lord Give the Lord a cup of friend. I want to show you another enemy. I ready to, for that other enemy to be exposed. Do you really want that to know that enemy? That subtle enemy. Alright, if you are ready, let's turn our Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 10. If you can project for me, Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 10. And if you can give me the New Living Translation. Amen. Hallelujah. Today, our subtle enemies are being exposed in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. All right, Ecclesiastes 10 verse 10. Look at what it says. All right, let's all read it together. Ready, go. Using a door axe requires strength. So sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you succeed. Hallelujah. All right, let's look at another translation. Maybe you can give us Amplified. Let's just read about three or four translations and I'll teach you on it. All right. Amplify says that if the axe is dull and the man does not wet the edge, he must put forth more strength. But wisdom helps him to succeed. All right. Another, um, give us um, 
Maybe let's look at King James. All right, let me read message. Message says that remember the dollar, the axe, the harder the work. And it says that use your head. The more brains, the less muscle. Amen. All right, let's give the offering for this scripture. Now, this scripture is teaching us wisdom and it's also showing us, it's also exposing an, an evil spirit to us. The wisdom this scripture is teaching us is that when somebody has to cut a tree, the first thing the person has to do is what? Sharpen the sword or sharpen the axe, sharpen the blade. When the person sharpens the blade or sharpens the axe, the person can easily cut the, the tree, isn't it? However, the scripture, and so the, uh, so the, the, the latter part said that, so wisdom helps us succeed. So it is wisdom to sharpen it or to, or to sharpen the axe before you cut the tree, before you even attempt to cut the tree. Because when you sharpen your axe, you, you need easy strength to cut the tree, isn't it? Now, the scripture is now also making us see something that there are some people, they don't sharpen their axe. They don't sharpen the, the axe or the sword or the axe head. When they have to cut the tree, they don't sharpen the axe. They go straight away to cutting the tree, isn't it? And those people, what happens is that they use a lot of strength. They use a lot of strength. They use a lot of strength, energy, and time. And eventually, the tree will not cut, be cut down. And what will even happen to them, they will even hurt themselves. Because the accident will come up and hit them. <laughs> it be so. Hmm. Now, this scripture, Ecclesiastes 10 verse 10, exposes another evil spirit to us. Exposes a subtle enemy. Remember, we are learning about warfare. Oh, isn't it? And we are exposing our enemies, isn't it? And not just our, our enemies. I told you that there are two categories of enemies. Easily recognizable enemies. And subtle and noticeable enemies. Easily recognizable enemies. And subtle and noticeable enemies. The first subtle and noticeable enemy we have, we have, we have noticed is excuses. The evil spirit God exudes. Now the second subtle enemy God is exposing to us. Are you ready to know? Or, or, or you want me to go and say to Singap Singaporeans? <laughs> the second subtle enemy that the Lord is exposing to us is the enemy, the evil spirit called unpreparedness. The evil spirit called unpreparedness. Hmm. Many people may not have known that unpreparedness is an evil spirit. But it's an evil spirit. It's an evil spirit. It's an evil spirit. It's not just an evil spirit. It's a wicked spirit. It's a subtle spirit. It's an unnoticeable spirit. It's a subtle spirit in the sense that people, it's so subtle and deceptive, people don't recognize it. And people rather welcome, people like it. <laughs> and it's also unnoticed. That means that it can be moving around and people will not know that this is an enemy. It can be in somebody's house and the person will not notice that this is an enemy. 
it will be knocking on somebody's door and a person will open the window see that this is it and not notice that it's an enemy and open the door for that spirit of unpreparedness to enter the person's house and life say help me Jesus amen so say spirit of unpreparedness I resist you in Jesus name I rebuke you in Jesus name hallelujah now let me just show you the modus operandi of the spirit of unpreparedness the modus operandi of the spirit of unpreparedness now this is it the spirit of unpreparedness it deceives people it deceives people it influences people to start an assignment or to start a project or to start a work or to start a venture without preparing for it <laughs> that's the spirit of unpreparedness it deceives people to start a project to start an assignment to start a venture without preparing for it so we saw that this guy the scriptures shows us about this guy that started cutting his tree without preparing to cut the tree by sharpening his axe isn't it so it was it was an evil spirit that told him to do that amen so that is the modus operandi of that spirit called unpreparedness it causes people to think that to think that to deceive people to start without preparing and then this is the second deception it brings to people it's second modus operandi it deceives people to think that as they are doing it as they start their work without preparing they will succeed they will succeed praise God hallelujah true or not true other benefits true or not true I don't know. I think some people are not getting. You see, the, the the weight of the thing, where that I the seriousness that I feel about the thing I'm sharing. It's like when I look at some, some people are not feeling it. Are you really feeling it? <laughs> Maybe I have to pray that God will open your eyes so that you sp- you see those evil spirits I'm talking about. The evil spirit of excuse and unprepared. You see, God, God, me now. Some you know what some people are just thinking, and, and, and the spirit that is influencing oh, Pastor is just joking, Pastor is just exaggerating the thing, Pastor is just trying to make us his, his pa, pa, Pastor is making the thing hoo, 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 so that we'll be afraid, but it's not anything like that. <laughs> you did it. Hey, don't be joking. The evil spirit called excuses, and the evil spirit called unpreparedness. Hmm. Have you ever seen a baby that you know a baby with sharp teeth before? 
a baby, the baby opens the mouth to laugh, and the 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 the, the teeth are like knives. Hmm. You'll be afraid of such a baby. That is how these spirits are. Praise the Lord. So, unpreparedness. I'm saying it's a subtle and noticeable enemy. And today, God has exposed that spirit to us. The spirit of preparedness. Amen. Bring, bringing it into our lives. Let's look at it. As students, and all of us have been students before. And some of us as students, as we've all been students before, isn't it? Every student knows when exam, when he has to write the exam. But the spirit of unpreparedness deceives the student. Isn't it? The spirit of unpreparedness deceives the student <laughs> to think that, oh, the student can write the exam without preparing. The spirit of unpreparedness deceives the student to think that, to think that oh, the, the student has more time. Isn't it? The student has more time. Oh, there's more time you can relax. Oh, there's more time you can watch the movie. Oh, there's more time you can sleep. Oh, you do well. Oh, you know what? The spirit of opera says, Oh, hey, open this one. It will come. It will come. It will come. It's a spirit of unpreparedness that is stuck into you. You know, I always, anytime, see, but you see, that when people don't pray from the scripture, we've seen that they take longer time to cut the, to cut the tree, isn't it? Now, just look at it. When people are writing exams and they are writing a lot and they are calling for extra scripts. <laughs> you know why they are calling for extra shit? They are not writing anything important. How many of you have done some before? <laughs> you see that they wrote something, they realized that it's not far, then they cancelled it. Now, let me tell you something. I, I, I'll use myself as a, as a test. I, I say by the grace of God, exams that I write. Usually, exams is three hours. Most exams I write, in two hours I finish writing, then I, I hand over my paper and leave the exam. Now, now, now just look at it. it. It's not like I'm extra special per se, but just look at it. And you yourself look at it. If you really prepare for the exam, would you waste time in answering it? So when they when when they let, when they give us three hours for the exam, actually you can do it in two hours, but they give an extra hour for people who don't know what to write. <laughs> Am I lying? No, just look at you. Just look at all ex. No, then and you also you look at your life. I'm sure that by home is there some exam that you really prepared for it. When it came, well, you know, didn't didn't you finish early? Didn't you finish early? Why? Because you had prepared and you had sharpened your sword. So as soon as the, the tree came, no, shoom, that you cut it down. But when you the the exams you didn't sharpen your sword, crack. <laughs> Say next paper. <laughs> The next paper. 
large and the tree is the not cutting. It's not cutting. <laughs> it's not cutting. You are sweating. <laughs> because you didn't prepare. I speak the truth in Christ. I lie not. I've never asked somebody for something in an exam room before. I've never. I've never. All my exams, at least as far as I can remember, as far as I can remember in terms of my memory from class six, I've never asked somebody to show me something in an exam. And I've never looked on somebody's paper also. Ah, but, but why should I look on paper when my own is correct? <laughs> no, no, it's true. Why should I ask somebody when mine is correct? But you see, why do we both ask? <laughs> Hallelujah. But I just use that as an illustration to teach us about preparation. That it's an evil spirit that causes people not to prepare. And I use because all of us can relate. But the truth of the matter, brothers and sisters, to apply it in every area of your life. You need to apply it in every area of your life. Because we'll all go through the challenges of life. Do you, you get what I'm because we will all go through the challenges of life eh? you need to advise yourself to start preparing we have a saying that when you see your brother's beard burning get water by your side also the 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 asian taught us that and you know what they were trying to teach us for that they were trying to teach us that prepare for misfortune because there's something when you prepare for misfortune they, because they were telling us that prepare for misfortune because misfortune will by all means come. Do you know that? Difficulties will by all means come, misfortunes will by all means come. But when they come and you are prepared, you will sail through easily. Because when you see your brother's beard burning and you get water by your side, as soon as there's a spark on your beard, you put the beard in the water, isn't it? And the water will quench the fire. And so you see that your beard. Even if it will burn, just one percent will burn. You get me? So most of your beard will be intact. Just one percent will, because the spark can jump and come to your beard. But as soon as it comes, no, you quench the fire. You get me? So it is teaching us something that we should prepare. So the the ancient daughters are prepared for your beard to also start burning by getting a bucket of water. What is he teaching us? He's teaching us that in life, listen, when you, you see people's marriages failing, you, you see people's marriages failing, isn't it? You see divorce and all that, isn't it? Master, men dream say embao ho. Men dream say embao ho. They are say, get a cup of water. Now for two change. A son said, the spirit of divorce will also, will also attack you. But when you have water by your side, and you see that it's attacking you, then you quench the spirit of divorce. So, you see, I told you that 
I told you something about unprepared. This is subtle spirits. I'm telling you, I told you that they are like children that enter the house and open the door for the wicked one to come. So the spirit of unpreparedness will enter somebody's life and tell the person, Don't prepare against divorce. Don't prepare against divorce. Don't prepare. You see, and it looks like it's harmless. Unpre- oh, so you relax, relax. You are not preparing up. Then, then the spirit of unprepared will now open the door for divorce to now enter. Then as for when that so when that wicked spirit comes there, Charlie, no mercy for the cripple. <laughs> That's why I'm saying that it's a subtle and noticeable enemy. Deal with it quickly. Deal with unpreparedness. Amen. Financial hardship. Do you think it will not come? <laughs> Recently, I, you have been here. I don't know whether it's true, but they've been talking about. Uh, 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 a central bank collapsing. I don't know whether it's true or it's not true, but if it's true, what? Uh, <laughs> true or not true? <laughs> I've never heard of central bank collapse. <laughs> I say I've never heard of a central bank of a country collapse. But if they are saying that our central bank is collapsed, <laughs> then what will happen to the citizens? True or not true? So all this you have to be preparing. You get what I'm saying? You have to be preparing. You hear, listen, you hear of people getting cancers, and you hear of people falling sick and dying. Massa, men, men, men say, end to me, attack you. You know, be so. You have to realize that it can also attack. So then, right now, no, what do you do? How do you prepare yourself? You prepare yourself by living healthy, and then you build your faith in the power of God to heal you. That's how you prepare. It not be so. Because you see, when the trial comes, the time for cutting the tree, you can't prepare at that time. Nobody starts writing an exam and the person is now going to learn what, what to, how to answer the question. Because when the exam starts and they say start work, you can't ask your friend. You see, do you know what happens to some people? When the exam comes and they say start work and they open the the question paper. Do you know what they remember? What, what comes to mind? As soon as they open the, the question paper and they see the question, they remember the textbook they've left outside. The, the notebook that is outside outside the exam hall, which has the answer to the question that is standing in front of them. And they remember how they flipped the page and they did not read it. And they believe think that yeah, the answer is in the textbook outside. It's there. It is there. <laughs> it is there. You saw it, but you went like we remember. We didn't yamia do remember. So you prepare for sickness. Amen. By living healthy, but more especially building your faith in God to heal the sick. To heal you when you are sick. I don't know whether I'm preaching to somebody. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. You hear about you hear about people's children going wayward. You know be so. And you hear about people's children um, subscribing to, to, to certain things. You hear most children say that Charlie they now become LGBT and then they have become queer and then they are different things. <laughs> Amen. You may think it's a joke, but don't think it's a joke. Are you with me? don't think it's a joke. Rather, ask yourself, how can I prepare my children to overcome the storm? What can I do for my children? How can I secure the lives of my children so that they will not go wayward? That's what you have to be thinking about. That's what you have to And all, all that, the solution is in God. To consecrate your children to God. To hand them over to God. To bring them up in the fear of the let them know the ways of God. Because he says that train up a child in the way he should go. And when he grows, he will not depart from them. To consecrate your children to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Today, I'm bringing my message to a close. But I have exposed two subtle and noticeable evil spirits to you. The evil spirit called excuses and the evil spirit called unpreparedness. And these evil spirits unfortunately many people do not see that they are evil spirits. They welcome them into their lives and then what those evil spirits do is that they now open the door for more wicked and evil spirits to come in and attack those people and they attack to steal and to kill and to destroy may you receive grace to overcome those spirits in Jesus name may you receive grace to overcome the spirit of excuses in Jesus name may you receive grace to overcome the spirit of unpreparedness in Jesus name that spirit of excuse that causes you to be lazy may you overcome it that sort of excuse that causes you to lie and to manufacture lies. May you overcome it. That spirit of unpreparedness that causes you to think that, oh, there is more time. That causes you to think that, oh, you can, you can get it done without preparing. May you overcome in Jesus' name. Shall we be on our feet? You want to be on your feet? We are just going to pray for two minutes. And we are going to pray for the grace to overcome the spirit excuses and unpreparedness. Lift up your right hand. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Empower me by your spirit to overcome the spirit of excuses, the spirit of unpreparedness in the name of Jesus. Now lift up your voice and pray. Let me hear you pray. You cannot pray softly like that. Pray with all desperateness. 
Pray to receive deliverance. Pray to overcome the spirit of excuses. Pray to overcome the spirit of unpreparedness. Pray in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. Lift up your hands. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Thank you for exposing our enemies to us. Thank you that by your grace and by your power and by your spirit, we declare the hold of Satan broken over our lives in Jesus' name. Declare the hold of the spirit of excuses and the hold of the spirit of unpreparedness broken over our lives in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that our eyes are open to not recognize the subtle noticeable enemies that release against us. In the mighty name of Jesus, have we pray. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Amen. Take your seats and give the Lord a clap, offering. Oh, give the Lord a mighty clap, offering. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God bless you for listening to the message. We believe you were blessed. Kindly subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages from Pastor Philip. Shalom.